You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? You, We are here live at the my studio, aka desk and pictures, and it's time to talk. And I am ready to kind of get into this. It's, it's almost Christmas time, right? People are probably out buying Christmas presents or doing those sorts of things. And so here would be my challenge for you with this episode today. Mom, dad, you're driving to the mall. You got all those little rugrats in your car. Play this episode. This, this is a good one for the kids to hear. Um, and, and the parents, I think, will understand why. And I think the kids may enjoy it, too. You can all, it's just a holiday spirit, right? But the episode number today, we're on number 29, episode 29. And the title is, What's Wrong With Our Soft Society? What's Wrong With Our Soft Society? Now, I didn't want to pick on a particular generation. And I didn't want to pick on just kids today. Because kids are a result of parents. So, this isn't a, an attack on anyone, but it's looking across the board and at so many examples of we are just sometimes not tough enough. We make lots of excuses. So we're going to get into some of this. And so maybe the teenagers and the kids would also appreciate that. I always love when the young folks follow me on TikTok. So um, you can catch usually three reels a, um, a week there. We get them updated. So those little things can be good for those short uh, memory spans that many of us have today. So let's get into it. What's wrong with our soft society? So I think what we want to do first is we want to go back. We want to go back to um, kind of like the generate, not not really the baby boomers, but more the generation X time period. Um, That's me. And this group of people well, and they, I mean, I guess I could include baby boomers in this as well, because it probably honestly started with them. Um, I, it was funny, actually, before I get into that, I, I was talking to my son, my youngest son the other day, and he has an amazing American history teacher. And they were talking about like, like to be a man and what you experienced from, say, 1900 on, like how difficult that life was and we were he was going through examples he was first of all world war one and i was i was laughing with him because obviously and i'm very grateful that we have tons and tons of great men and women who enter the military i will tell you this i sure as heck wouldn't want my daughter wife mom or any other female i know to enter World War One and be put in those battle situations. So think of think of what men endured in World War One. Think about the Spanish flu and how many people died. World War Two, Korea, the Great Depression, and just the stress of jobs and all the things that went into that, into Vietnam. Those people, and I know that even goes before the baby boomers, but. That those generations mixed into that time period, the toughness and the things that they endured to have to get through. Like, look, I'm glad, I'm glad we've evolved. I'm glad we're not in those situations anymore. But I will be, I will tell you what, that's some that's a that's some tough living. That, that's that was not an easy road. And I say men because mostly men did endure that. 
women had a different role at that time, and it didn't mean that they didn't have their own hardships. They definitely did. But just thinking about those years and what people, it's, it's amazing. It's sad, interesting, crazy. Um, talk about mental health. I mean, holy cow. I mean, that's, some, that's a, some, a lot of stressful situations that people were exposed to during that, let's just say, 70-year time period. So we understand that those, those parents, emotions and connecting in that way, it was that was not the the objective of of the average parent. Here's how we're going to live, here's what we're going to do, here's right, here's wrong. Dad's enforcer, mom supporter, and that's what it was. And it wasn't about any kind of psychobabble, it wasn't about feelings, it wasn't about any of that stuff. Now I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that that was that generation. So they're going to be tougher. They went through harder things and they had a tougher love type of attitude about themselves. That was just those folks. As we move forward and we continue to progress, what we see is, in my opinion, I wouldn't necessarily agree with all of those ways of raising kids, although I think there's a lot of wonderful aspects to that because there's hardcore yeses and nos. There's hardcore black and white that I think is good. But what's happening is then they have kids and then they have kids and the, the bad elements of this, and this is what we as parents do, pay attention to this. What we do is we take whatever our perception of bad was from our upbringing, from what, society, you know, whatever that may be, and we go the, a different direction. Now, that can be great, but it can also be an overcompensation. Sometimes we go too far. What we want to do is we want to understand all of the fine lines. We want to understand how we need to be tough, but how we need to be, you know, loving and soft or patient or graceful. We don't want all of one thing. And what I see in our society is I see a bunch of soft, weak human beings. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about across the board. Or at least I'll preface what I said to say there's too many elements of people's lives that are like that. So, that being said, let's kind of get into some of these things. We give people awards for showing up. You take your kid to a, um, a basketball tournament, a wrestling tournament, a baseball tournament, whatever. They, You pay a bunch of money. They play in four games. They lose every single one. And they're getting a ribbon. They're getting a medal. Throw those things in the trash can. Those are garbage. And when your kid's like, oh, I just like the, like, no, no. Awards are for earning. Awards aren't for showing up. You didn't even pay for this. You literally got to roll out of bed, grab your glove, and drop a couple fly balls and 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 walk the bases loaded running. Like, you did nothing except for contribute to a losing team. Now, I know that sounds harsh. I'm making a point. The point is, awards are for winning. Awards aren't for just you got in your car and your mommy made your water bottle and you maybe have your cleats tied and you showed up and, and didn't win, throw them away. It's garbage, but we give them to them because we want people to feel good and it's special. And it's, it's actually more business. Honestly, if you actually want to be truthful about it, the companies that sponsor these tournaments 
They're not doing it because they care about your self-esteem. They're doing it because other people may do it and they want you to keep coming back to their tournament because it's 500 bucks a team to get in our tournament. It's actually financial is why it's doing it, but it's creating this stupid thing with our kids that I don't think is any good. We want to look at not what your kid wins or loses or, or what their record is per se. We want to focus on the process. That's what we want to award. So when your kid struggles in something, could be violin, it could be basketball, whatever. We want to say, I loved how you're out there in your backyard shooting for 30 minutes. Like the process should be applauded. The process is what it's about. It's not about what ends up happening at the end of the day, which is why a fake award is stupid. What we need is we need to look at, we need to, to help our children understand the process to becoming successful. And when they do things to be successful and whatever is important to them, we need, we need to recognize that, but not with a medal for sure. Um, okay. The other thing that happens though, is sometimes we, we praise vomit our children. Like we become over complimentary. I always laugh and uh, I've coached a lot of girls sports, boys sports, but it's funny and girls like you'd be coaching. Like I remember my daughter was like 10 years old. Okay. And I'm coaching her and her and, and all the, all these men, See, it's mostly this comes from men. It can come from women too, but mostly men. They're wanting to call these 10-year-old girls ladies. This is a little bit of a side note. It's almost more of a pet peeve. I'm like, hey, guess what? My 10-year-old daughter, she's not a lady, like not even in the slightest. She's literally just a girl. But we want to have these fake elevated labels for people. We do it. If you pay attention, we do it all across the board. Now, I'm saying what I'm saying, knowing that there are some kids with certain coaches who aren't good and certain parents who are not good in this regard. We we do want to make sure that we are complimenting our kids. I'm not I'm not advocating for for just this like jerky kind of mentality to people. But when you overpraise, when you fake praise, like say things that aren't true, like, oh my gosh, you did an amazing job pitching today. They're like, actually that kind of sucked. So again, are we praising the, the, the result or the process? Get back to the process. You can find the good things, but kids know fake compliments. Hey, spouses know fake compliments. Like we, none of that feels good to us. And so what happens when we get these like fake things it actually creates insecurities because we don't believe what's being said about us. And we question even what's being said. And then that gets in our own head and that can spiral. So we want, I'll, I'll always forget this. When I did my student teaching, um, this would have been back in like 1999. And I was at an elementary school and I had an amazing instructor and he gave me a little, little keychain thing, like golden plated keychain thing that said, good job. And, and his point was, you tell the kids good job a lot but that's kind of a bogus compliment. Your compliment needs to be kid specific, action specific. You need to, oh my goodness, Johnny, the way you're dribbling the basketball today versus a week ago, amazing improvement. The process, specific compliments, not fake and fraudulent things that kids can see all the way through and actually goes to hurt them more than helping them. There's, there's, a, there's a blessing that a kid receives when he earns something for what he actually did. And that, that, that's, that's just like in talking about like why kids are soft, like 
just giving them a bunch of fake stuff, you're robbing them of something. Look at a kid's face when they know they did something great and they know they couldn't do it before. That is the result that the the face of a child tells you everything that you want to know when that progress is made. That's what we want to get to. But to get to that, we have to be honest with our communication and we have to really focus on the process along the way. Super important, super important. Okay, um, I'm going to give you a quote, a Keech quote for today. It's, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of silly, but it made me laugh. Marshmallows can handle a campfire more than some people, some kids, some adults can handle their own adversity. And it means they can't. It's because they're soft. It's because the second adversity hits, oh my gosh, it's not fair. They play the victim role. Well, I mean, this is, and they live in that victim world that it's like people out to get me. It's not my fault. I, that shouldn't have happened that way. Boy, you start noticing your anyone you love or care about in that victim land, it's not a good place to be. They're never going to progress how they should be. Adversity hits, deflect. They don't engage it. They don't attack it. They don't even acknowledge it. And they sure as heck don't have a solution for it because they're too busy blaming other people for what's actually going on. That's not good. The The other thing that we see is um, just like kind of like a, we have a lot of people when that adversity hits, like I was talking about in the quote, when that adversity hits, there's an entitled attitude. We talked about that a little bit with our narcissistic topic a couple weeks ago where I don't des- this this I don't deserve this. Like they they feel like because of who they are or what they are, whatever that means. Um, and we do see this a lot of times with kids. Like you even think about times parents you've asked your kid to do, like I need you to clean this. I need you to do what? I need you to can you help me do and they look at you like you're speaking a foreign language. And I'm like, what? Is, who are you? Who are you? I, I don't, I said just, I brought you into this world line, but like that type of mentality, super, super destructive within a family to have a child calling the shots about what they deserve or what they're going to do or who they are. That kid needs to be put in their place, plain and simple roles and understanding roles and the power structure is very important. And when you have an entitled kid or a kid that's playing victim, this leads to a soft society because we don't acknowledge what we're doing. And we believe we deserve stuff that we don't deserve nor should we. The other thing is this, it's a line. Um, it's actually a, it's a great line. Um, my other son, William, actually said, and I loved it, so I want to read it to you guys. It's super, super powerful. No one will care more about you than you. No one will care more about you than you. And what that means is if you are like, if you as the parent are telling you, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you're trying to direct and run the entire process for the kid on how they need to do their life, and, and you're picking up their mistakes as they go, and you're, you're nudging them and pushing them along the way. That's not our job as parents. Our job as parents is a roadmap, opportunities. And guess what? Pick up, Get off your butt, pick up your feet, and walk to where you want to go. You want to do it? Don't you care about your life? Where do you want to be in 10 years? It's your life. It's not mine. You're a representative of me, but you are your own sovereign individual who has to make their own decisions about you what you want to do. 
So you care about yourself, then what's the right direction? And this can be applied to, to work, to school, to relationships, anything across the board. And I thought it was a great line and uh, a conversation I had with my son. Okie dokie. Let's go to, uh, it's a good time to go to a parenting advice and a song. Uh, I thought the song was really cool. It's a really, really good video. I had not heard of this artist before as I was kind of looking through something that kind of resonated with this topic. Some songs are kind of tough to find, but um, this was a good one. And the video is amazing. If you're a mother, you would love this video. Like it's like, it's the perfect mother child video. Like you can't even make one better than this. And so the name of the artist is JJ Heller. I think I'm saying that right. H E L L E R. And the name of the song is hand, hand to hold. And so it's this, it's a beautiful song just kind of about parenting and children and mostly kind of focuses on mothers. And it's a really beautiful kind of sweet video that I think you would like and appreciate. But the line in this song that I thought really connected to the message today was, may you always know you have my hand to hold. Now, what does that mean? We want our children forging their path. We want them, we don't want to be pulling them and dragging them to where they need to go. We want to inspire. We want to guide. We want to them to also know I'm always right here though. Like I, I'm not holding your hand to your life. I'll always be here when you need that. Whether you're a 60 year old that needs advice from your 85 year old parent or whether you're you know, a 10 year old that needs help from your parent. It doesn't matter as a parent. We are there when they need us, but we are not, we cannot force or make magic happen. That magic has to come from them. Um, it's a great song. Uh, the parenting advice is, is this, we all say we want confident kids. We want our kids to believe in themselves. We see the best in our kids. But you cannot be confident unless you've had literal success. Confidence doesn't come because I said so. Confidence doesn't say, you know, dad says this. So that does not, your words don't actually breed confidence. Now they can, they can inspire and you can't, they can impact you. I don't want to minimize what they mean. But at the end of the day, confidence comes from success. And so we want to ask our kids, what do you want to be successful at? Where do you want to go? What are your goals? How are you going to get there? And then look at the process. Talk about the process. Be proud as they make progress through these steps. And as they have little bits of confidence along the way with little achievements, you can pull back and then watch them go. And that's the, I think that's just, that's a, it's a beautiful thing as a parent. There's nothing that makes you more proud to see your child taking ownership over their lives and going where, going in places that maybe you didn't even think that they could. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful thing, but you kind of got to step back sometimes. So anyway, folks, that is episode 29. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I actually ordered like the, the shirt I'm wearing. I ordered like another 15. I don't know. It's probably too late for a stocking stuffer, but I mean, if you like ever want a shirt, like I'm just kind of, or I ordered them to give away. I don't have some fancy store where I'm selling them or anything like that. But if you ever would like something, just send me a message and I, I'll send it out to you free of charge. And I appreciate that. And if, if it, 
You just got to like the color yellow. That's all I can tell you. So anyway, thanks so much, everybody. Love having you on board today. Um, have a great Christmas, a wonderful Hanukkah, a stupendous Kwanzaa, whatever the heck you're celebrating. Love it. Enjoy it. And I'll see you for our last episode of 2023. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 